welcome to Multimedia Failure. Every other week, we watch a movie based on a video game and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and also feeling like we need a vacation. Are. That's a Gale. John Lucero. And we are taking a vacation from video game movies because this is our summer break movie. And for this year, we are going to be watching, or we watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day. My favorite movie. Um, very. Very easily my favorite movie. Um, it's also right around my birthday, so I was like, hey, you know what? This is kind of perfect timing. So let's just make this my birthday present for having to sit here and take all these notes for these stupid video game movies. And let's enjoy and, something. And, and it's conveniently the 30-year anniversary, like, in a few weeks. Yeah. So I think uh, when this I think when this goes up, it will literally be a few days. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. a week. Yeah. We invited uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger on the show, and he politely ignored us. So... <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure it was politely because he seems to be seems to be a very nice man. Yes, yeah, so. yeah. We we did start looking um, through uh, Robert Patrick. I thought Robert Patrick would be an easier get, and uh, turns out, uh, let's just say politics are not going to align with us. So uh, peace out, Robert Patrick. Yeah, we could have got Eddie Furlong. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. he he probably would have paid us for some uh, yeah. for some exposure <laughs> at this point. So yeah. Um, okay, so prior to this, uh, what are you guys' like first experiences with Terminator 2? Uh, John, we'll start with you, because Vanessa, I know yours is fairly recent and much uh, shorter of a history. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know how old I was when I, when I saw Terminator 2 for the first time, but I'm, I'm almost positive I saw it before the first one, which, is, which makes a lot of sense, because the first one's a straight-up horror movie versus uh, the second one, which is an action movie. Um, and it's probably... It's in the running for movie I've seen the most in my life, along with like probably Jurassic Park. Uh, if I count my child from my childhood to now, those are probably the two that are the most. Um, yeah, it's a movie I can. Uh, it's definitely one that I've sat down and watched as it was on TV um, countless times. It's like oh, I can watch this for a bit because <laughs> every scene is good. It doesn't matter where mm-hmm. you jump in at. It's uh, they. It has a great pace to it, and uh, we can obviously talk about that in a bit. But yeah, I've seen this movie quite a few times. Vanessa? Um, I've seen it probably twice <laughs> since of, uh, maybe within the span of a year. But we did go back and watch all of them except for Genesis because it didn't look very good. Um, so thank you guys for opening my eyes to The Terminator. That was a nice experience. We'll have to get you on the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles now. Is that good? That was filmed at Highland. My dad used to. He was, so my dad was um, the principal at High, or the vice principal at Highland for a while, uh-huh. high school in Albuquerque, and he used to like log in from home to, onto the security cameras and watch them film. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was pretty neat. And so he's got a shirt that he still wears to this day. It's like the Sarah Con- Chron- the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and I know he's never seen that, but it's really funny to watch him wear that shirt still. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the show. It's. I'm not going to say it's the most fantastic piece of Terminator uh, fiction, but I it's definitely a good piece. Like if you're, if you're into the lore of it and the special effects aren't going to like really take it out of you, like it's a TV shit. It's a TV series from, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. Like you go in with those expectations. I think you could enjoy it. Like if, like I said, if you're, if you're a Terminator dork, like you like the Terminator stuff going on, it's, it's a pretty good TV show. I've never watched it. I remember when it was airing and I kind of, and I always kind of wanted to watch it. never got around to it. Well, how would you say it's worse or better than Terminator three? Ooh, that's tough because Terminator 3 gets maligned a lot, and I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people it's make okay. it out to it's be. It's okay. It's an okay movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I like it well enough. Yeah. I don't think it's terrible. Yeah. What happens to the third one? I forgot. The, the third, third one, one is, is the, like, Rise of the Machines the, where the, the... casket with the guns in it. Yeah. And oh. remember remember the, the sexy Terminator? Oh. Terminatrix? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not the, uh, I would say not the worst Terminator movie with, you know, that, uh, that goes to Genesis, but, um, yeah. It's, uh, she, she's like a mix. She's like liquid metal and the regular Terminator. I forget, I forget what her designate her actual designator is though. The TX, I believe. TX. That makes sense. It was like 2003. That's about, that's about the time <laughs> they would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. It's kind of funny how, like, Fallow the Terminator series went for almost 20 years after this. Yeah, because Salvation came out when? I haven't never seen Salvation. Oh, that is like I haven't seen any past three, I don't think, actually. Let me see. We're 2000, I'd say like 2008, nine, maybe? That's like Pete Christian Bale era as a, as a leading oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 2009. Because yeah. Dark Knight right. was 08. So, yeah, that was like. That was like his peak leading man era, so that made, uh, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, the um, the production company uh, came to the uh, Albertsons I was working at at the time a lot to buy Gatorade because they were filming in the desert. Uh, that's, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, so they even like we would hook them up with uh, it at case cost basically, and um, they uh, just because of the quantities they bought. And one of the guys was like trying to figure out a way to get like a Gatorade bottle in one of the chase scenes and have it like blow by but be pretty obvious. And have it be a uh, like a little nod to us for hooking them up, basically. <laughs> Never happened, unfortunately, and I was a little pissy about that because I was having to um, move so many cases of Gatorade around for them. But hey, whatever, <laughs> it's all good. Should have should have asked for a cameo in Salvation. Mm. And I mean, dress dress like normally too, because I know it's like set in the future. <laughs> but like, you should just be like just you as at the. At the store. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, they could have just like, gotten me after a night of work and my pants would have been um, dirty enough and my shirt probably would have been gross enough and I would have been sweaty enough that it probably could have passed. So, Yeah, and then I, could have, you could have got killed by a Terminator in a movie. And I feel like that's, pro- that's probably a dream of yours, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Either, either that or getting eaten by a T-Rex, one or the other. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. as much as John and I disagree about a lot of things, uh, Jurassic Park is also like, I'd say maybe my second favorite movie. It's a fantastic yeah, movie. I'm yeah, I'm definitely a top ten for me. Uh, so yeah, it's, we uh, should watch that next time, next year, <laughs> I'm, from I'm, now. <laughs> I'm all for that. Yeah, you can. I'll never turn down watching Jurassic Park. No, no. Yeah, I, I watch that every time it's on. Yeah, my son was actually just watching that Netflix like camp something uh, Jurassic World it's show that's on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm not. Jurassic Park is probably I've seen all the Jurassic Park movies, <laughs> uh, so it's probably closer to my Terminator than for for Jason there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that last Jurassic Park movie is terrible. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Terminator is Two is better or worse than the one where the T Rex gets loose in New York City or in L A or wherever? It's it worse than that one. Worse? You really think it's worse than the Fallen one the T Rex gets? Uh, Fallen King Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom is, in my opinion. The only awful Jurassic Park movie. That's how. Cause I like. I like all. I enjoy. I at least enjoy the other ones, whether they're good or bad. All that you decide. You know, you can. We can argue about that. But I still. I at least enjoy watching them. Fallen Kingdom was a chore to watch. What's the third one about? I don't even remember. That's the, the one when one. they go back to the. That's one with uh, Sam yeah. Neill goes back to the island and he talks to a Velociraptor on the way there. Yeah. Oh, and, good. Yeah, and, uh, and Mal- <laughs> yeah, that's definitely better than the Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, and uh, Malcolm's uh, Malcolm's daughter is in there and she uh, does a like a what is it the uh, the the uneven bars or she yeah she does one of those things uh, and then kicks uh, one of the uh, dinosaurs. That's, that's Lost World. That's the second one. Oh, is that the yeah. second one? Okay. Yes. Yes. But yeah, that, that scene also where she does double bars and. And drop kicks a velociraptor through a, through windows. That's also better than Fallen Kingdom. 
Have you, if you haven't seen it, I, I mean, it's also the closest to a horror movie they've ever gotten in the Jurassic Park movie, I'd say. Yeah. That, I've, you know, I've, I've seen them all, it's, so. it's I really hated that movie. Yeah, I, I didn't so much. I kind of hated it, too, but. I thought Fallen Kingdom was okay. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't like, as good as the first one. I think the first one and then the new, the reboot are pretty good. Like, the first one's amazing. The reboot was a pretty good reboot. Oh, yeah. The first one is a Spielberg, a Spielberg classic. Yeah. Uh, that, that man makes fucking blockbusters like no other uh but and i like jurassic world it's fun um, yeah it is fun and i like to anyway yes terminator to 2 moving to on <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, let's not burn this for next year huh yeah. uh, so as for me i my daughter actually asked me before we uh started watching this and because we watched it again today just i don't know why i didn't need to but uh, how many times i've probably seen this and it's got to be in the 50s at least. Like, maybe more that I've seen this? Because wa- I watch it normally like a couple times a year. All the way through, definitely not that many times. But if, I mean, if, if you're talking about like how many times I've caught it when it's just on TV and mm-hmm. watched it, um, it's definitely a couple dozen at least. Oh, then uh, if, if, I mean, if we're talking that, then I probably, this is probably over a hundred for me at this point. Like, anytime it was on TV, I was flipping through the channels, you know, when that was a thing, like, I would just leave it on. So it was on TV a lot too. I want to say. Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, TNT. I just feel I feel like it was on TNT a lot. Yeah. Um. The first time I saw it was on VHS at a uh, at one of my babysitter's houses, and I was, let me see, it would have been like ninety two, ninety three, probably. So that would have made me ten, eleven years old when I watched it for the first time. Yeah, I would have been. I'm de- I was definitely very young when I saw it for the first time because I mean it came out three years before before I was born. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's actually a pretty good. I mean, for for being an R-rated movie, it's pretty. It's not too bad for kids. Um, what you just, there's, there's certain th- there's definitely certain scenes they that are that are maybe don't watch this scene, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, it's. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of geared towards kids, you know. With, with Edward Furlong and the buddy, the the Terminator buddy, a boy uh, and his robot arc. story. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly like it's a little weird. Like the my kids want to watch all the Terminator movies, and I'm a little more hesitant on showing them the first one because of just the the mood of that one. And um, Vanessa, I'm sure can understand this. The Catholic guilt of um or the shame of the uh, of the sex scene in the first one too. <laughs> like okay, there's, not- multiple, there's multiple sex scenes in the first one, aren't there? I think. Oh, there's at least one where like they just got done having sex early on before they get murdered. Maybe. Um. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, they don't literally like I mean, you know, yeah. they don't literally show it with Kyle and uh and Sarah, but you know, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more explicit there and explaining yeah. that to my kids is not something I really am uh, quite ready for yet, so <laughs> They didn't ask when this kid was saying, like, but he's my dad later on. But, <laughs> like, what does that mean? How can how can his friend later be his dad? <laughs> his friend is younger. His friend younger than him is not, is also his dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they understand the time travel thing pretty well. I mean, it's been used in media so much now that it, I don't think it's that, like, abstract of a concept for a smaller kid to get at this point. No. Yeah, they definitely. I don't think. I think they lay it out for pretty straightforward for time travel also mm-hmm. and if you start getting into the series itself uh time travel starts getting really confusing because um terminator 2 the uh direct sequel to it technically should be dark fate because the other ones are all different timelines yeah because this one subscribes to like the butterfly effect sort of time time travel right 
like if you do the, if you do this it affects it directly affects the future yeah except none of the movies actually take that into account after this it, it is all um parallel or like different timelines like everything happens differently in the future oh okay so it is it is parallel universe deal yeah so. i think uh, i think terminator 2 originally sort of meant for that to basically be the case uh, maybe if you will the um back to the future effect Mm, yes. The, yeah, I think it would be string, a little, is a, is a string theory. That I think that's right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think that was the the popular uh, theory on how time travel should be handled at the time. It still kind of is. I think it's sort of the de facto one for fiction at this point. Like Back to the Future did it so well, so why not just kind of keep using it? It's funny. Yeah. I associate it with Dragon Ball Z. The first thing I think of is is future is future trunks. First thing I think of when I think of. Uh, uh, string theory time travel is <laughs> like oh yeah if you, you can't change the future look otherwise you just get different androids exactly <laughs> Vanessa gets that joke for sure I do <laughs> <laughs> uh, I barely do <laughs> so um yeah I I have uh I've purchased this multiple times um we were talking off the air before we started recording that um the first DVD version of this I bought was the uh, the ultimate edition that came in a steelbook uh, slipcover uh, for the it was just it, yeah, and it was uh, anywhere between eighty to a hundred dollars I spent on that, and I think that was the first time I ever saw the uh, complete unrated version with the I, I want to say like twenty extra minutes of movie in there. I think it was the first time I ever saw that. And yeah, since, I'm trying to think of the first time I've seen I've seen it. Um, um, yeah, right now there's um, I would say like. The 4K Blu-ray is a nice little thing to have, but it also doesn't really have all the special features that I would like if you're a big Terminator 2 fan. I think the best version for that is the Skynet edition that came out probably like 10 years ago or so. A lot of the, uh, is like that blue or Blu-ray online or live or whatever feature set mm, that yes. was. And I think a lot of that has since been, uh, nixed, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. There's, um, like two, two or three different commentary tracks. There's a lot of like storyboarding stuff that you can have pop up in the middle of it. If you want to like look into that stuff. So if you're like really want to dig into the weeds of that movie, I think the, uh, the Skynet edition is the way to go on Blu-ray, but yeah, James Cameron movies are always really good for behind the scenes stuff. He always puts a lot of, a lot of stuff in there. If you really, if you're really nerdy about whatever movie it is, and there's some really good, really, really good stuff in there just to watch. Um, especially if you like, like, making of like practical effects shit because mm. this movie is full of practical effects yeah now for avatar did he do that and just say i made it cowboys versus indians but this time the indians win yeah he's like have you ever seen fern gully <laughs> or have you ever seen dances with wolves yeah yeah imagine <laughs> that but blue yeah <laughs> yeah and um, really really long <laughs> yeah and well, could you also imagine four sequels to that because <laughs> those are coming yeah well yeah <laughs> I mean, you know, technically there was a sequel planned to Dark Fate and it didn't do very well at the box office. So who knows if that works out. But I mean, Avatar was such a huge success. So. Disney made, made an entire theme park basically around it. They like changed their whole animal kingdom to have a giant Avatar section. It's it was visually stunning when, they, when it came when it came out. It was it was very expensive looking <laughs> and uh, similar to this movie. You know, James Cam James Cameron knows how, knows how to get a budget and how to use it i'll say uh speaking of uh, you got a budget of 94 to 102 million for this one wow which is yeah that's that's some big that's big money back then yeah for, uh, for maybe. yeah yeah you gotta think that was uh 30 plus years ago at this point yeah and didn't he wait to make this movie like till the special effects caught up to what he wanted to do with it <laughs> isn't that what he 
Yeah, actually, um, the yeah. sort of proof of concept thing that uh, kind of led him to believe that they could actually make the T-1000 happen was uh, the special effects in the Abyss. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I think I've definitely heard that before, but yeah, the Abyss, that's, the, I, can, I can maybe see the similarities, you know, <laughs> between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a little bit there. Oh, there was a, there's so much like like trivia about this movie and just like really good stuff. Like again, if you want to nerd out about this movie, there is a there is a wealth of information that you can find yourself lost down. And it's one of like I said, it, it it's definitely my favorite movie. And it's one of those movies that just anytime anybody wants to talk about it, I'm like, oh okay, yeah, sure, I I could talk about this movie forever. I love this movie. I've never gotten tired of it. In the like I said, easily hundred times I've watched it, if not all the way through, watched it. Oh yeah, it's I. It's just like I don't think there's a bad part in this movie. Is like a big part. Is like a big key factor there. Is there, you like I said, if you just catch it, if you catch it on TV, it's not like a part. It's like oh, it's it's, it's, it's the boring part of Terminator Two. It's like there's no real boring part of this movie because it moves so much. Mm-hmm. There's so many like they every set piece in this movie is 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 perfect to um, from the the hospital breakout. To the break into Cyberdyne, to the that transitions directly into the highway chase, into the mm-hmm. smelting factory. Um, just, uh, yeah, it's you if you you can catch you can literally catch an action scene anytime you turn this movie on, yeah. and they're all good. And that opening too, I do. I'm not sure it's something that really gets talked about a lot, but I want to give that like opening like sequence kind of credit for. If you have no idea what you're getting into and you're just going into it from the Terminator, which is, you know, completely feasible back in 1991, today probably mm-hmm. not so much, but really, like, throwing you off as to, like, who the villain is in this movie. Because it sure seems like Arnold Schwarzenegger is when you're watching it, and then Robert Patrick, it's not really obvious that he killed that cop that he um, takes his uniform and everything, or, you know, absorbs his uniform, until you realize, like, oh, he's the bad Terminator. Oh, he killed that cop. Okay. Yeah, they... I know they. It's funny because I know they picked a cop uh, because it's like the you you trust a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Cops aren't bad guys, but in this day and age, it's not as uh, yeah, it's not, not as, as cut and dry as it, yeah. as it probably would have been yeah. for audiences back then. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a, cause I, cause I really cause I really don't think that that um, that would have that trick would have really worked. I feel like if if, if I said the movie came out today, I'd be like. I don't really trust this cop guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, so yeah, it's it's funny just how, how much can change in thirty years, or not really change, I guess. But <laughs> come to the surface. Uh, yeah, come to the surface. That's yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Revelations come to the surface, and you realize, oh, maybe they were shitty all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was a trick that, you know, like you said, John, maybe not work today, but, you know, if, it, if it's a movie that takes place in 1991, um, I think he, I think you could probably still make it work. It was just the, you know, the scrawny guy comes up out of nowhere and sort of knocks out seemingly the cop and then takes the stuff and looks for John. And then you get yeah. that indication um, when the uh, when the T-1000 goes to the, the foster parents home and said, oh, the, um, you know, does this have anything to do with that big guy that was looking for him? And no, I wouldn't worry about him. I think that's the first yeah. real clue you get that, like, ooh, something's not right here. Yeah, because he definitely reacts in a way that you're like, what's up with, what's up with the cop guy? Because mm-hmm. he, he, he also he goes up and talks to people instead of just murdering them or throwing them onto ovens or yeah. <laughs> stovetops. Yeah. So it's a, it's a much different approach than uh, the T-100 does. T-101, right? He's a T-101, technically. Is that like the 
he's a slightly different model. <laughs> yeah. I think slightly, he's slightly though, but like he's like much more advanced. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's still a T eight hundred, but it's their model one hundred and one. It's yeah, yeah. It's a confusing thing. I mean, we, just for the sake of um, simplicity, I think we can just call him the T eight hundred. Yeah, or Arnie, or Arnie. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the Terminator. Yeah, the whatever Terminator. you want to call him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's he's pretty ubiquitous in pop culture at this point. I feel like everyone. I feel like the Terminator is pretty much like, oh, it's Arnold. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Terminator. It's uh, mm-hmm. just one of those things you just know when you're born. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even even in his uh, you know, like a seventy year old frame now, you still look at him and like. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be a little scared if he came up to me deadpan and started, like, walking towards me. So still, still a pretty large man. Yeah, yeah, even though he's uh, very fond of his uh, mini ponies. He's so cute. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> very cute, yeah, yeah. It's, it is it is nice to see that, you know, some of the people you look up to as a kid or just thought were really cool are not pieces of shit today, so. Uh, Vanessa, as someone who watched it literally within the last year uh, for the first time, and what parts, if any, didn't age well to you? Um, I mean, most of it aged pretty well, I think. It's still, like, a super enjoyable movie. There's, like, a couple of elements of CGI. But, yeah, like, liquid metal is, is getting to the point where it... Because the liquid metal CGI effects actually were pretty good for, pretty good for a long time. They held up for quite a while, but I feel like they're really getting to the end, getting to the end of... Yeah. Uh, I would say in the last, like, 10 years, they're really starting to show yeah. their age. But, like, even, like, early... DVD era, I would say, like those were still like, holy shit, that's really good. Yeah, so it still, it still, it still looks cool. Like the concepts behind it are still really cool. It just doesn't doesn't look as cool as it used to look when you were when you when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's like not like a. I mean, it's not obnoxious though. It's not like something like, oh, this bad CGI is just ruining this for me. Yeah, it's so unbelievable as a Terminator. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the stop motion dinosaurs in a bunch of those like old black and white movies. Yeah, yeah, the. Uh, but like the practical effects, I think have aged still incredibly well. I think that, I think a lot oh, of it still looks. Yeah, and the stunt work also is really <laughs> stunt. The stunt double maybe not because <laughs> uh, I noticed those a lot more now than I did then. Yeah, uh, I I would yeah. say uh, I would say HD and uh, 4K in particular really show those yeah. scenes where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is on the bike and you see oh that's clearly not Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, or Edward Furlong. <laughs> They're both very different people, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but. The uh, the stunt the stunts themselves and all that still still looks really good and uh, still works really really well. Uh, you guys have a favorite stunt in the movie? Um, I would say like I mean it's not necessarily a stunt, but it's the whole scene where they're like um, racing in the ravine and Arnold's on the motorcycle and a giant like semi truck. Is that the most iconic scene? Iconic action scene in the movie? Is it it's that one or the melting scene? Right. That's uh, those are the. I like that one better than the melting scene. I think it's more fun. Yeah, I think that that's. Yeah. I think the highway chase of the first, or the ravine chase of the first one comes to mind for me as like the action scene of the movie because it there's so much going on in that you you are taking you're taking in so much information at that point in time about these two machines and uh, you're still trying to figure out whether you like Edward Furlong or not, <laughs> which it, the answer is unfortunately no by the time by the time you get to know him more, mm-hmm. like when he cries kidnapping and then his assholes to the guy that came the guys that came to help him yeah that scene always bothers me <laughs> it's like, actually that is um in one of those parts is one of the uh laugh out loud moments for my daughter and, and maybe even me i get more of a chuckle than a laugh but um you know he whispers them or you know he whispers to him you know put your foot down 
as he's uh, telling him to, you know, basically yeah, trying to look that. intimidate. And then um, that part where, you know, put the gun down! And then Arnold very, like, deliberately and robotically puts the gun down on the ground. Not drops it, just puts it down <laughs> on the ground very literally. <laughs> and it's just like, my daughter's yeah. like, oh my god, it's funny! Yeah, when the, all, when he, when he, every time he takes stuff literally, he does a good job with it. Like, mm-hmm. even when he asks yeah. him for a, if he has, like, if he has a quarter and he just punches the, the, uh, the payphone mm-hmm. to get the quarter, and he hands him one quarter. Yep. <laughs> so, that was that's funny to me. Uh, yeah, my, my daughter's line on that was, "Why why ask for one quarter? We can have all of them." I think my favorite stunt, just because it looks it it looks cool every day, it still looks cool to this day, is the one when they're at the the last highway chase, mm-hmm. um, when the T one thousand is uh, bender to bumper with the, the the random truck they stole from that weird that weird guy. Yeah, and and. Uh, uh, Arnold just gets take the wheel, climbs out from the hood of his car. He does it so casually, and it looks so cool to this day. I love it so much. Uh, Jason, do you have a favorite uh, <laughs> stunt? Uh, really, I think I'm kind of with Vanessa. I think in particular, just Arnold jumping from the, um, I guess, top of the ravine. I guess that's what that's yeah, called. But yeah. Drainage, drainage ditch, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I guess uh, as Vanessa and I would probably refer to it, the Arroyo, the ditch. I wanted to call it an Arroyo, but then I was like, no, it's going to know what that means. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I know what you mean. It's all good. We, we both grew up around here, so we, uh, yeah, common, uh, common colloquialism there for New Mexicans. But yeah, they, I think it's one of my favorites is just, you know, him shooting the fence, the getting on there and just jumping over. It was like, oh, that's, that's pretty goddamn cool. Yeah, it's... I mean, when he's spin- spinning the shotgun, it still is also still cool to this day. Oh it's yeah, so stu- it's so dumb and it's so great. Is this every this lo- reload? Because it's so that's so hard to do. And he does does he does it so casually that yes. everyone thought that you could just do that because it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just yeah, makes it look so easy. Yeah, yeah, which is part uh, of the the trick, part of the. Uh, yeah, part of the thing. He's a Terminator, and he's incredibly efficient with weapons, and doing something like that is just a... It's kind of a weird uh, flourish for a killing machine who has no interest in showing off, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean... I mean, he every every weapon every weapon he uses he uses like he one hands pretty much everything, and it's always like the... it's like He, like a, like he uses that minigun casually, mm. or the the grenade launcher. He, <laughs> he, he just he uses willy-nilly. Um... That's always fun. Uh, so, so Edward Furlong, it's the worst. Just, just like iconically disliked character in a movie, in a, in a beloved movie, right? Like there aren't many movies that are loved as Terminator Two is that have a character that pe- pretty is pretty much universally disliked as much as his whiny John Connor character is. Um, it is not necessarily why. It's just like the performance is, 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 is for. I mean, he's, I know he's a child actor, but it's still pretty rough, in my opinion. I so honestly bad. don't feel like that. I feel like it was pretty strong for the most part. Like, it, it, also, this was Edward Furlong's first performance, and the reason he ended up getting cast for this mm-hmm. was him and Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up kind of bonding during the reading process. Um, our, or Edward Furlong sort of has had a. He had a rough childhood, um, mm-hmm. and whatever it was, the paternal instinct, if you will, of Arnold kind of latched onto him that way. We can sense that maybe, and that's what made them get along so well. And I think, I think you could have a better actor maybe in that, but I don't know if the same chemistry would be there, sort of negating having a better better actor there. Yeah, I will say that <clears throat> I didn't. 
I did not mind him at all when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I've, as I've gotten older, he's kind of he's kind of he grates on me now a bit more than way more than he used to. Um, he, I don't think he takes away from any parts of the movie. I do. Feel, I just feel like some some of the line reads are are, are a little a little rough for me. Um, Give me a particular as, one. I, it just seems like every it's. I'm trying to think of a particular one because I, I, I mean I watched it the day we're recording this, so it's mm-hmm. fresh. Because everything I get from there, like I watch stuff from that era occasionally. Like, um, oh god, what's uh, his nameless friend that uh, is in Salute Your Shorts, a Nickelodeon show from a few oh, years the, later? Oh, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, that's pretty par for the course. Like early '90s child acting. It's. I don't think it's. I don't think it really gets too much better than that. And watching, yeah, no, um, I know I agree, and that's why it probably didn't bother me as much back then. But I mm-hmm. think it's child acting has has come a long way. In uh, the last thirty years, it has. So. I, I also just finished watching like the first three, uh, not like Conjuring movies, but like the first three parts of it: The Nun, um, Annabelle, The Creation, and then The Conjuring. And seeing this, seeing some of the child actors from that, I'm like, eh, word for a long isn't that bad. It's still not great even today. <laughs> yeah, child actors still, you know, they're. It's hard because they're yeah. children, and it's a little yeah. hard to give them directions. And they're, you know, they they have all these. Um, restrictions on them because you know child labor laws and i'm all for that it just it does make it a little hard to get them to get the exact thing that you're wanting so you sort of just have to take what you can get sometimes and it's hard to you know without without much life experience to come across with some of the emotions that the script is asking for you know so Mm -hmm. to pull any without any life experiences to pull from mentally so yeah and i think edward furlong having a rather rough childhood i'm not going to really talk about it you can go look it up if you're really interested but i think that played into him kind of turning out the way he did because a lot of people who have kind of rough childhoods like that you kind of lash out in a certain way and maybe try to act a little way that you're not and i think the john connor character certainly kind of did that in a lot of instances and i think that's why i'm not bothered quite so much but by the performance because it's like, Hey, you know, I've met some kids that had some rough childhoods. I was kind of one that had one myself and, you know, I didn't lash out in the same way, but I certainly knew some people that did act like that. It just sort of a compensation thing to like, Oh, well, I don't really have any paternal figure or, you know, like paternal figures at all. So this is just how I'm going to act because I don't know how to act. Vanessa, what do you think? I'm going to take this from a shallower approach. I did not like him. I do not like child actors in general, but he was a extremely like a, I don't know, like too many, too many very like whiny lines. Anytime he had like a monologue, it was like, I wish we could just skip this part. <laughs> his voice, his, his voice cracks were a little. Yeah, they were. And that's not his fault, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. The, the, the one thing but the, he certainly can't control. Yeah, but those, those could be those be, could become pretty grating with how much how much yelling he doesn't has to do in the movie. Those could, yeah, they were a lot. Yeah, he does yell a lot, which is you know again part of the movie. So yeah. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to critique child actors sometimes. You know, it's it. They're. But he is probably the most controversial part of the movie. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I could agree with that. Yeah. I can't think think of anything else because I mean Robert Patrick is great as, as the T one thousand. He's uh, men- incredibly menacing the entire time, and uh, I think Linda Hamilton is the, the best part of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. as uh, the new souped up version of Sarah Connor. She's uh, yeah, she got fucking I mean, jacked, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. James Cameron kn- uh, knows how to treat a heroine in a sequel. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, he has 
two of the two of his movies have the two most iconic ones. So they were, they were married for a little bit. Um, oh yes, they were. Him and Linda Hamilton were married for a bit. Yeah, I, I like Linda Hamilton's uh, performance in this, and even in Dark Fate, I kind of dig her. Uh, she's a little, let's say, strange uh, in real life. Yes. Uh, having talked about having been celibate for, like, decades or something like that. You know, to live your life, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, like, I I guess as, um, you know, like you said, with James Cameron in particular doing this, but, like, that's one of the things I like about um, Sarah Connor in this is, like, there is just no, like, sexing her up at all. She is just her, a mother protecting her son to the best of her abilities, and it just happens to be she has some amazing abilities. And it's not because of, like, some God-given gifts. It is just she knew what she was up against, and she worked her ass off, bounced from person to person to learn what she could, and moved on. She used people, threw them away, basically, to get skills that she could pass on to her son to survive, which is a hell of a tool set basically like ruining your life to make sure your son is the person that humanity needs to survive. It's like, Ooh, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was such a fascinating way to take that character from where she ends. She ends in the first movie, you mm-hmm. know, cause it just ends with, it ends with, her, ends with her showing that she's pregnant and then driving off into driving off into the desert. Um, with the storms coming, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, and to, to, to pick up, um, what twelve? Is it twelve years later that, that movie takes uh, the movie takes place? I believe I so. Yeah, twelve years later, uh, and she's in a mental hospital. In a mental hospital for I don't remember if it mentions how long she's been in. I don't remember if it does or not. I don't think it but, does. But like, it's kind, of, it's kind of implied that John Connor got to see some of her friends before this, so she can't have been yeah. there for more than like six years. I bet. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say it's probably I, just a few years. I would bet. Yeah, but he's like living with a foster family. Like the the so called savior of the of humanity is living with a foster family, and is. Uh, stealing at a, stealing money from ATMs while his mom is rotting in a mental hospital, um, talking about the talking about Judgment Day, mm-hmm. <laughs> screaming about Judgment Day. Using it's a really... tie, tying this back in with the video game portion of this, using an Atari portfolio. Yes, <laughs> using an Atari portfolio. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's a really it's a really interesting way to bring us back into the into the Terminator universe, um, and it. And then also, to, it really they really just flipped everything on his head for the sequel, and that's it really works. I mean, with the key part being the Terminator is now the good guy. Yeah. Uh, and Arnold does great as a good version of the Terminator, just like he does great as a bad version of the Terminator. Because the in the original one, all he do was be menacing, really. In this one, well, obviously he's not. He's never been the best line reader in the world. He uh, he has a charisma about him that is undeniable, and he is. Definitely the the definitely the biggest factor for why people like this movie, and he's I mean it's, it's he's iconic, so it's. Mm-hmm. I had read that I believe he spoke under one hundred words in Terminator, and you know he's got I think it's like seven hundred and something lines in this movie now. Um, he's you know definitely um, well, I, based on what I read, uh, a few of the scenes where he's uh, kind of really doing the lines quite a bit in uh, like consistently he has I kind of forget what scene it is in particular but he's got the uh he's got the line cards on the dashboard of the car he's driving basically <laughs> which is like that's that's peak Arnold Schwarzenegger all right is it when he's is it when he's telling what happens in the future is I believe the... so I think that's yeah. it yeah 
Yeah, with the Miles Dyson stuff, which I also, I also, I also, the, all the Miles Dyson stuff was really good. Uh, that I was really probably. Like how, oh, sorry, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, just, I really like how quickly he buys into everything. Pretty much. I mean, he did almost get murdered, so you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And the guy did cut his own arm arm skin off in front of him and show him his robot arm. Yeah. I did appreciate how quickly he buys into. All right, yeah, we do have to. We have to stop this. Yeah, this it's is, like, oh uh, shit. Okay. This so, normal human woman is willing to blow me away, as John put it. Yeah, she's gonna blow away. Yeah, which I mean, in 1991, that's uh, that's perfectly acceptable. Not ter- like that, that's perfectly like normal. I would say verbiage there. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold that kind of weird line in you know 2021 up to it. Like, oh, that's a weird way. But it's like, nah, 1991, that was pretty common. Oh yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of dialogue in the movie that's uh, that's obviously from the early '90s. Mm-hmm. You know, just like everything he teaches everything he teaches Arnold Schwarzenegger to say to be to be normal and cool is uh, is no longer people normally say mostly. Yeah, yeah, it is it is what people normally say as a movie quote. Yes, exactly. Yeah, if you really want to shine him off, hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but he fucking talks like that, <laughs> except. <laughs> What you've except what you're a Terminator Two fan and you're trying to get the reference across, or when you're 12 and you've watched action movies and think you think that's what's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, you know, it was right about me. So there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. I probably grew up on the playground hearing a lot of those lines just because, like, that's what we were told was cool. Never mind, uh, some boomer kind of wrote those lines. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of. Uh, set pieces i mean the hospital escape is fantastic uh it's like the the slow build with all the different characters converging basically is mm-hmm. really good the linda hamilton stuff is is great her reaction when arnold comes out of the uh, out of the elevator and they they do the slight slow they do the slight slow motion for for it um all really good because and they basically and also uh and then the doctor's reaction to when the when T one thousand goes through the bars, also the little touch where the gun doesn't come through the bars with him is so good oh, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's it's so stupid and it's so good. It's like of course the gun can't go through the bars with him. That means mm-hmm. it's uh, and they, of course it wouldn't even think about that, because it can do whatever it wants to it. Uh, the fucking the cyberdyne scene when he kill, when he stops all the cops without killing anyone is is, is really good and uh the uh, miles size and dropping the bomb like i don't know how much longer can hold us uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah this is everything everything is good yeah i think that miles or at the uh miles or miles dyson's house i think that was one of the scenes that when i was younger probably freaked me out the most just because it's i want to say like the home invasion aspect of it, but it's just like, oh shit, you know, like this, this, this is coming to like a person's door. This isn't just like an action sequence somewhere in, you know, like, you know, like the ravine, the, the, the factory or whatever, or on the highway where you can sort of like swerve out of the way. This is somebody's home. And then, you know, sort of that a little bit less so, but with the, um, you know, with the step parents, that scene in particular, like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell I, I a hundred percent agree when I was a kid, those are the two scenes that, um, I'd always be a little nervous when they when they came on because like mm-hmm. everything it's not really those are the closest to get to like I guess scary scenes in in this kind of movie. Uh, <laughs> Wolfie's fine, huh? Wolfie's fine, dear. Uh, <laughs> up. Your foster parents yeah. are dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Miles Dyson one. Yeah, the Miles Dyson one is is still pretty intense. You know, like she fucking um, home invades while his family is just having a nice evening. Yep. 
and uh, and then it ends it, it ends with the guy, a guy cutting his own arm skin off to mm-hmm. show him the which is still uh, it's not at, it. I remember it was in my head. It was harder to watch than it is now, but it's still pretty fucked up to just, to just cut your skin off and show them your robot hand. Yeah, uh, both both my kids still like grimaced a little when they saw that. I mean, I think the special effects of that is held up remarkably well. I mean, considering what mm-hmm. they're trying to do, and it's not CG, so yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's held up really well. Like we said, just about every practical effect in this in this movie is held up remarkably well, considering it is now thirty years old. I mean, it's yeah, I mean. I mean, the movie's older than you, and it is by a huge amount older than my children at this point. So, and the fact that they can watch this and really appreciate just like how good this is is like, man, just a good testament. Is like these, I, I don't know. I, I always feel kind of weird, like trying to force my childhood upon my children. Like I don't do that. I let them discover things on their own. But like, this is my favorite movie, and. You know, I try to sit there and explain to them, like, you know, the T-1000 thing. They don't even blink that it looks bad, really. It's more of a, like, hey, this, when I was a kid, was amazing. I understand it doesn't look that great now. And both of them are like, it doesn't look that bad now. It's like, and you know, they're, they're at a time where you you imagine it, it's possible on the screen now. Like, there's there's no limitations on anything if you use CG now. It There might be a little, like, impact issue with it. But, you know, for the most part, I mean, these kids have grown up, like, you know, with the Marvel movies being a thing. So it's just like anything is possible and seeing that T-1000 and seeing them still being able to buy into it is like, oh, okay. So this hasn't aged maybe as badly as we see it. It just, we've seen the progression. They're seeing this as a, okay, this is just what this movie looks like. It's not of its time. This is just what it looks like. Yeah. It's, I think it's a testament to how well good practical effects age, which is something we talked about in the last movie we did, the thing was Mm -hmm. the last one we did. Yep, um, it sure was. Well, it was the last. Yeah. Uh, was it? What did we do for the, the last good one? one? That was wasn't that the winter one? Was that the winter? No, one? I think that was the summer one. I think last it was because it was a summer release. What was, what was oh the, the, winter the winter one was a uh, um, Tommy Boy. Right, Tommy Boy. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> but yeah, yes, the thing. <laughs> uh, Tommy Boy also great. Thing also fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's the how I I it kind of makes me worried for when I'm older and even older and some of these movies that we're watching now that look good, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wondering how well they're going to age with how CGI heavy, special effects heavy they are. Cause mm-hmm. they practical effects just aren't, they're a lost art in things that aren't horror movies at this point. Um, or actually uh, some action movies still rely on them too, which is great. But, but the summer blockbuster just doesn't tend to uh, use as many practical effects anymore. And it's, it's sad because uh, they, they age way better. And it's 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 been proven over time uh, by a lot of things, especially movies like this in Jurassic Park where they use both, mm-hmm. and you can definitely tell which parts have aged better uh, than. So, I hope uh, hope as hope it doesn't become totally lost. I guess I I don't think it will, but it'll. I mean, it, it's niche for sure to yeah. a point now, and I think it'll just kind of become more niche. But maybe it'll make a comeback. I mean, you know, like who would have thought vinyl would make a comeback? But here we are. Yeah, you know, one one can hope. Uh, yeah. So I did I did ask favorite like stunt I guess, but obviously is is your favorite scene also the ravine scene? Is that your other favorite scene in the movie? Or because I think mine is the second the last highway chase into the battle in the smelting factory. I think that whole scene the second I think the whole climax is um, still my favorite part of the movie every time I watch it. 
because I, I just think it like crescendos so well and mm-hmm. builds builds such a satisfying conclusion for the movie, even though it's a, you know obviously obviously a bittersweet ending, you know, because um, spoilers if you haven't watched the movie, uh, Arnold uh, basically uh, kills himself uh, to uh, prevent Judgment Day, which uh, is the ending of the movie is kind of ruined by every other movie after it. But it's, uh, <laughs> if you don't think about that, it's a really good ending. Um, but yeah, I just from the fake out deaths of the T one thousand from like the liquid nitrogen death with with the one liner too, and he still comes back. Like it's just like you, even the power of the one liner couldn't stop the T could not stop the T one thousand. And and then uh, Linda Hamilton running out of shotgun shells right before he right before he falls over, and then the uh, turn, and then Arnold coming up the conveyor belt to finish him off. Just just a perfect climax. Just so I think good. the uh, I think the one moment there that you're uh, forgetting that is or not forgetting but just not mentioning that is my like probably my favorite in that little um, subsection of that whole set piece there is uh, the finger wag. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, Robert the... Patrick finger wag. The uh uh uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. been naughty. <laughs> yep, and then he's about to go murder her, and and you're like, oh no. But then he gets stopped. Yep. <laughs> his his face when he realizes he's about to blow up too is really good, and uh, when he realizes there's a grenade shell stuck inside of him, that's a uh, that's really good. And when he's dying and he's turning into all the different things he was at the end too, mm-hmm. his death is really great. It's yeah. uh, it, that still looks pretty good. For, uh, I think, uh, especially because it, it can be uh, can be masked by some of the the magma effects and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the the heat wave of sorts kind of does drown it out a little bit, but Hey, to, to be fair, like we don't know what liquid metal would actually look like rolling around in real life. So who knows? Maybe, maybe that's exactly what it looks like. And we're just uh, not, uh, we're just being rough on it for being a CG effect. Even, even like the simple effect of rewinding water separating back into itself to make the liquid metal, uh, form back together. is really, it still looks really cool. It mm-hmm. looks really, it still looks really good. Yeah, Vanessa, do you have a favorite scene? Uh, that it maybe uh, if, you, if it's the ravine scene, that's fine too. I just was curious. Um, I think my favorite actual scene probably is like when uh, when John and the Terminator get away, and then there's those two like punks um, that are bugging them in the parking lot while they're trying to make a phone call. The what like, a dipshit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, "What? I'm a Terminator." You're calling me a dipshit? <laughs> that seems pretty great. Yeah, that's like, I, I, I just, that scene it bothers me every time. He's like, they just wanted to help. You were like calling for help and they came over to help you. And you were just immediately an asshole to them. That's a, it, it's funny when he almost fucking shoots the guy in the fucking face too. Oh yeah. my God. It's like, it, it escalates so quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an escalation. I mean, it's just what a Terminator does. I mean, he even says, I am a Terminator. Terminator. Uh, I think a part that does make me laugh is when he kneecaps all those SWAT guys, yeah, and good. then and then they're all limping away and like holy shit, and he drives back through the door with the SWAT van in it too. That part's funny every time. It's like they're like, what the fuck? It's uh, it's like they did not go to work today thinking they were gonna, that, that that's how it was gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Uh, you, Jason, you got a favorite scene? Um. Maybe the maybe as I've gotten older, the sappy, sentimental part of me has gotten me. But um, I, I think the ending, just that last little bit of, you know, the I, I know now why you cry thing, just kind of it doesn't like tear me up or anything, but it definitely gets me. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those things that like as a father now, it's like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I can, uh, especially with one whose father was kind of a piece of shit. I'm like yeah, I I totally would be down for a Terminator of my very own to 
actually give a shit about me. <laughs> so yeah, but it is something I can never do. And dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the uh, soundtrack's great. Great. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is uh that yeah. is one that uh if that ever happens to pop up on vinyl, I'm going to pick that up. I have the first Terminator and Dark Fate on uh, on vinyl, so dun, 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 dun. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's that's comes to mind pretty quickly, I think, in this movie too. <laughs> mm-hmm. The um the thing that actually got my kids interested in watching this movie with me was um the uh, sort of that more like jaws like sound that uh, I think the T one thousands theme. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good. That, that plays good. in the um, the uh, oh god, what's the um, Resistance in Terminator Resistance that came out for the uh, PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, there is a part in there where you're you first encounter the Terminators like once you've once you're out of like the introduction sequence, and you stand no chance against them. You have just standard like ballistics basically to use against them, and that does nothing to them. So basically, you're just supposed to like run and hide from them. You come across a scene where there is a resistance member on like a table, but it's sort of like that 45 degree uh, angled table. And you look real closely at it, and it's the guy that the T-1000 is based on. Huh. So it's a resistance <laughs> fighter, basically. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So. So, but hearing that and the music playing there... I was like, like, my daughter was just like, God, the music is just like what's killing me here. And I was like, oh, that's from Terminator 2. That's like the T-1000s theme. And I was explaining to her. She's like, oh, wow. I was like, would you be interested in watching that movie? I was like, it's a little it's a little violent and it can be a little scary maybe at times. I said, it's not like terrifying, but there's definitely some moments. And she was like, yeah. And both of the kids sat down and watched it and just they both love the movie. And to the point where I put it on again today and they both were like, oh, yeah, we're going to sit down and watch this with you. I mean, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I don't I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's uh... It's so, like I said, it's so easy to sit down and watch. Um, that's a bit bad, and I lost it. So there you go. <laughs> there we there we are. That's where we're at. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. So we talked about this, I think, on the episode that will be coming out after this. But you know, like this is easily one of the best sequel movies like ever made, if not the best. Oh yeah. There have yeah, been I mean, many lists where it's. You know, I've seen it like, you know, third best sequel movie and I couldn't be bothered to read like what they think is a better sequel movie. But like it just sort of universally appraised or just praised as like the best sequel or one of the best sequel movies ever made. It took so much of what the first Terminator was, as we've kind of pointed out, it's a horror slash like slasher film effectively and almost threw it out the window and just kept more tension from that, but toned it down a little bit. So just for an action movie with a lot more. I would say emotional connection to it with um, the Terminator and um, and John Connor there. And I think that sort of did it a favor. I don't know if they tried to make a sequel to this much in the same way that the Terminator was, if it would have really worked out as to be a successful it. I think it probably would have done pretty well having another one like that, but I don't think um, I don't think it would have ever reached the um, let's say stratospheres that Terminator two ended up reaching. No, because horror movies aren't they just they aren't summer blockbusters like they just aren't by mm-hmm. nature like because not they aren't as um, universally appealing as a you know an action a summer action movie is yeah uh, so it's, yeah it's much easier to passively I guess which is what something we've talked about that you and I have done John passively watch this movie and just kind of pick it up wherever. And it's still cool to watch, whereas like a horror movie, you kind of watch it and you're like, okay, once the 
the scary stuff is over and you know what happens, it sort of sucks a lot of the enjoyment of that movie out unless it's like a masterpiece of horror, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like Alien. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like Alien, which mm-hmm. is ironically uh, the other James Cameron sequel, Aliens, which is up there with one of the greatest sequels of all time, too. I think Terminator 2's um, argument in its case for best sequel of all time, as opposed to like, let's say, Aliens or Godfather Part 2 or like The Dark Knight, I guess. Um, I think The Dark Knight's probably as close as contemporary in terms of a movie that surpassed its original mm-hmm. in, a, in such a clear way. Because I, lo- I love the first Terminator. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I think it's a very good slasher movie. It's a very clever slasher movie. But Terminator 2 is just like a, a, a different level of movie in yeah. the same way that like, The Dark Knight compared to like Batman Begins is a different level of movie if you like those movies. Um, I mean, I think they're... I think they're it's probably its closest contemporary in terms of you know, like what it did for its franchise. Also in terms of like it's, it's follow-ups not being nearly as good. And, uh, cause like aliens while also, uh, I mean a fantastic movie and, uh, one I could argue is, is, is might be as good as Terminator two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, aliens, alien is, I could, I go back and forth. I mean, whether I like that more or not. So it's like those two movies. I, are like, both- I like the first one better. It dep- I think it depends on my mood, which one, which one I like better, because they're both so good. They're uh, and they're both so different. <laughs> they're very different movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they both kind of go in the direction of yeah. you know horror to action flick nearly. Yeah, and Godfather Part Two is in the similar boat to where both Godfathers are. They're both great. Um, whether I mean, you, maybe you don't like. They're a little different and they're slow, so not for everyone, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. quality wise, they're both classics. So it's yeah. uh. Yeah, Terminator Two I think has the argument for bigot. I think the I think it has the best case for greatest leap in quality from a and from a sequel. Yeah, yeah, and just in terms of digestibility of an action movie, basically, I think that's sort of what we were getting at. There was that's what makes Terminator Two such a not just a critical success, but just like a, just a financial success, and people can just sit down. Like you know, my kids can sit down and watch this today and just be like, "Oh, this is a cool action movie." You know, even if they're not huge into the Terminator lore like I am. You know, it's just, it's not this huge thing of like, you. this can be a one and done. You don't have to have seen the first one at all to understand what's going on in the second one. Like, you'll get a little bit more out of it. Like I mentioned, that whole like sort of flipping the thing um, or, you know, the huge hulking guy is actually the good guy in the second one and the and the scrawny guy is actually the bad guy in the, in the second one where, you know, complete opposite in the first movie. You don't get that sort of juxtaposition there of like, oh, like, you know, coming in blind, like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to throw you off the scent a little bit with that if you've never seen it before or don't know anything about it, which, again, at this point is, I would say, impossible. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I just think there's so much to this movie. The whole sequel thing is a good argument just because a, a good sequel can also stand on its own. You know, like, I... Maybe Empire Strikes Back. I don't know if oh, that right. really... Empire also, also yeah. great. Is, I don't know if that one. stands... Yeah as well on its own though as terminator 2 does i mean it's a very good movie but i feel like you get a lot out of it if you have a more of the context of the first movie i agree i, I was thinking as i was watching it i was thinking uh, as, I watch, as i was watching terminator 2 i should specify mm-hmm. i was thinking to myself like this is such a good movie because you can literally watch the that one of the first one in either order and they work just as well it's uh because <laughs> i think the they give you so much backstory from the first movie without like obviously telling you the entire plot of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and make it and they they give it they give it to you in such a that digestible interesting way that it's easily you're easy you're easily caught up to what's going on in that universe uh, without feeling like they just exposition, exposition dumped you, mm-hmm. which is 
hard to do, I will say. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot happens. You know, three billion people die. Um, yeah. Because of a computer thing going online, basically, and then the Terminators come and try to finish off, or you know, Skynet makes the Terminators to finish off the remnants of humanity, and yeah, they do a very good thing of setting that up in a certain way that it doesn't feel like, okay, before we get to the cool stuff, let me tell you about what you need to know here. Just get ready. What, what was it? Um, was it Alone in the Dark that did that at the very beginning? We were like, holy shit! There's a oh, mini mini novel we have to read. <laughs> Before we yes. get into this movie, just so we understand what the fuck is going on. There is so little of that with Terminator. It's just, you know, Linda Hamilton sort of, you know, doing a little bit of a narration thing. And then you see the future war and get the idea of what's going on. Like, okay, and now cut to the present and we will not jump to the future again. Yeah, they, they definitely there definitely are exposition moments where, you know, and it's usually Arnold giving them. But they, they, um, they feel like necessary moments for the audience and mm. not like... And like okay, we get we obviously we get this shit. We don't we don't need to we don't need to hear this stuff. It never, yeah. never at least to me, never it never felt like okay, we don't have to have this conversation right now. It never, yeah. They don't wait. They don't really waste time in this movie whatsoever. So. Yeah, there is a scene that was cut that is um, the T one thousand going through John's room and feeling through his room to try to figure out like where John is going next, basically. And it's they cut it. And the more like I watched it, like just before we started recording and I totally understand why they cut it because uh, James Cameron put it, I think very succinctly that the audience is smart enough to figure out that the T-1000 um, gets or like gets a lot of sensory um, information from touch. That's all it really needs to do to be able to do it. And it didn't need the scene of him like touching everything, trying to figure out where John is. Um, Like it turns out where he's like touching the wall and then, over a public enemy poster, there is a hole that John has cut in the wall with a shoebox with um, pictures of his mother, basically stuff from his mom. And that's where it figures out to go to the, um, you know, the the mental hospital to go after John next, or because that's where he's probably going to go next is try to save her. That scene completely unnecessary really. And it's just sort of that thing of like, yeah, the audience is smart enough to have figured out that we don't need the scene here. It, it, it's, a minute and a half maybe at most, but it's just a minute and a half that does not need to be there. And I feel like if you kind of throw it in there, it just, it really like murders the pace. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really tight movie, even though it's over two hours long. Yeah. It's astounding how a two hour and 18 minute movie can feel like there's not a dead moment. Yeah. Yeah. I I felt the only, the only moment I like, I've I've watched both of them more recently than probably you guys have the, the extended and the theatrical version. So there's like the scene in the, um, I guess it's a shop. Where they're like taking out the chip in his brain that they cut they cut that out of the theatrical release and it's like oh, i guess I, I i can see why they didn't really need this scene it kind of didn't really add anything like i don't really care why the terminator can learn it wasn't important to like i get it it's important to the plot that this t this t unit can learn but also it's not so important that we need to spend you know 10 extra minutes on this scene in a garage yeah yeah it's, it's not really a question you find yourself asking yourself while you're watching the movie yeah. you know it's yeah. like it's like, what, how can he do this? It's like, he's a fucking robot. That's yeah. how he did it. It's like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, Of all the things to get hung up on, it's like, oh, the supercomputer that took over the world and destroyed all of humanity or nearly all of humanity built these robots to be able to adapt to human, um, yeah, yeah, to learn like human traits and everything. Gee, I wonder why it's able to do that. Oh, I can't understand. I'm so dumb. Explain it to me, please. Yeah, it's like it's a reason. It's reasonable suspension of disbelief, which which good movies are good at doing. You know, it's like they treat the audience as intelligent, um, and it pays off. <laughs> so it's uh, which is uh, I want, which is 
different from I watched The Quiet Place Part Two recently, and a movie that's very hard to suspend disbelief in a lot of in a lot of cases, even for someone like myself. So, how was it? Uh, how was it? It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. That's too bad. <laughs> I liked the first one more. Um, mm-hmm. It was easier to suspend my disbelief in the first movie. I'll say, uh, even though that's it. <laughs> we can talk about that off, off uh, in the bonus content if you want to, <laughs> but I can give my opinion. Uh, but for T2, to say they respect the audience uh, a little more, in my opinion. Yeah. Really, I don't know if we have that much else to say. I mean, we've sit here sort of, um, yeah. you know, um, I want of a better term, stroked off this movie for the last hour, basically. But I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a classic. What yeah, are you do? absolutely. It's, yeah. And we've all seen it. So it's uh, I I feel like this is one of those movies. I, you know, I think I was trying to get to a point that I didn't quite get to earlier that, like, a cl- like a classic piece of cinema is, for me, a lot of the times hard to go back to and watch. Something that was a p- classic piece of cin- cinema from the 50s and the 60s, you know, from when I was a kid that was 30 years old, would be really hard to go back and watch for me as a, you know, as a 10-year-old. But something like this now, I think, is a lot easier to sort of digest because there's a lot of stuff that modern movies still used to this day as far as like pacing and trying to get a story to go and maybe sometimes could use a little bit of a lesson from Terminator 2 as far as that goes. And that's why like, I feel like this is like, this is definitely my favorite movie. I mean, I I love Jurassic Park and that's a very close second, but Terminator 2 is just one of those things that is just, I, I just feel it's one of those, like you can, literally teach us in film class, if you will. It's a little, I want to say maybe a little dumb at times because it is an action movie and you sort of have to treat it as such and have to give it a little bit of that um, leeway in that sense. But it's just one of those movies that it does everything it's trying to do so well that it's sort of a masterclass in what it is, even if it's not trying to be a capital F film. Oh yeah, action movies, it is easy to make a bad action movie. There is an art There is an <sighs> art to every type of, every genre of film. There is definitely art to it. Yeah. And whether... We have whether, seen many of those failures yeah. in multimedia failure. <laughs> yes, it is very easy to um, fuck up an action movie and make them boring. So it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's damning with faint praise to call this a classic action movie because, you know, there's only so many of those. Uh, Arnold's in a lot of them, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if uh, yeah. it's almost as if like the time and place for him to actually be uh, be like the like one of the biggest stars on the face of the planet was uh, right around this time, and just people utilized him as to the best of their abilities. Like it's funny, like you really think about Arnold Schwarzenegger as a serious actor, and it's almost hard to take him seriously sometimes because everything he's in is nearly just he's the Terminator. Like that's all you see, I think, yeah. and. But you see him in the roles that he's meant to be in, where they play to his strengths, and it's like, oh, he's fucking fantastic. He's amazing in those things. But stuff like, what was it? Um, the one where he is like his daughter was turning into a zombie, and he was like some small town sheriff. And oh, um, ugh, what was that called? God, I don't even remember. But I'm very unfamiliar with this movie. <laughs> it's re- it was recent. Yeah. It was just like the girl's name, I think was the title. It doesn't really matter. But like watching that and you're like, this is like, this is some small, like podunk town sheriff who is just this gigantic wall of a human being with a very thick Austrian accent. It's really hard to dis- like, you know, just differentiate that from what the reality of this character is supposed to be. It's like, well, why did this like huge hulk of a human man with an Austrian accent, end up in the middle of this podunk town in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Like, why? Why did this happen? Yeah, he, when he's used, cor- he, he just needs to be used correctly. Like, there are 
And there are plenty of examples of that, of him uh, as a leading man working out just just fine. Like True Lies is, is a, another James Cameron movie, which I like a lot, which is a uh, totally different vibe. It's like an action comedy, pretty much. And mm-hmm. he is great in that movie. He's a... He's, he his uh he's got some really good comedic timing and his uh, I think he has really really good uh, facial um, reactions too. He's uh he's really good at emoting uh, and, and for in some in some aspects, or and he's and he's just a natural badass. So as like he's great in the Predator as as a badass commando mm-hmm. and uh, or commando. Yeah, I was just gonna say or. Yeah. <laughs> the Running Man, uh, just which is just a video game boss rush. It's an excellent movie. Yeah, he's just he he had good taste also at that point in his career. I think he 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 rarely missed with the movies he uh, for a while there with the movies he chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, unless you guys have anything else you want to chime in with uh, Vanessa in particular, because I know this is a fairly new experience for you, whereas John and I have seen this, you know, dozens and dozens of times each. Um, you know, I think we can wrap up there. But uh, Ness, do you have anything you kind of wanted to throw in there? Um, I probably don't love this movie quite as much as you guys, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think even if you're not a seven-year-old child of Jason, you would enjoy it as an adult if you haven't seen it. Seven or ten. Like, I definitely thank had you very much. sorry, seven or ten-year-old. I have no <laughs> problems with it. I mean, like I, find, I think it aged well, and like I view it the same way that you're. I, I view it through the lens of your children, where it's like this is a perfectly fine movie for being thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, it's so- but I also really love Arnold. Yes everyone does right he's like the rock before the rock was cool mm-hmm. <laughs> he was literally that's the same it was literally the same although i think his uh his uh he's, he's a little better picking movies than the rock is um i'm not maybe. going to disagree <laughs> yeah I, th- I think the rock could could be a little more selective in some of the roles he picks <laughs> yeah he, he, he doesn't need as many paychecks as he gets <laughs> he yeah, really does so. it because he he has great charisma he he could he he could have a arnold like career if he just scripts better but uh which, what you which what script are you judging here i think he's doing a, a good them. job <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them um, as, what was, as someone uh, who likes dwayne the rock johnson quite a bit his actual movies uh, uh that i really like are few and far between like i like walking I like, uh walking tall and the rundown as, you know, as some of the older rock movies are very good you're not you're not a fan of um the tooth fairy or whatever that was. Oh, I'm not a fan of the oh, two. Yeah. Actually, I can't say uh, that I have not seen it. I could not say. I, um, Rampage was it, it was just it was good. just odd. Yeah, Rampage was fine as far as the video game movies go. It was it was pretty good, but yeah. it's, and, uh, I think I think his his Fast Five through Seven period. Those are his th- those are my favorite movies that I've seen him in. I think his he's utilized to his the best of his abilities in those movies. Uh, How about San Andreas? Even, have you seen that? I've not seen San Andreas I nor Skyscraper. So. Oh, those are two different movies. Those are two different movies. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of, co- of course, who can forget Doom? So. That was a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> a small rock, right? But as yeah. Well. Yeah, baby but, little tiny yeah, rock. Yeah, baby little, <laughs> baby tiny. little tiny rock. I like that. Um, <sighs> but you know, you know what's not a bad movie? Terminator Two. Loved it. Uh, Vanessa, what's better? To, which is better, Terminator Two or The Thing? Um, Terminator Two. All right, there you have it. Correct have it, answer. Terminator Two is better than the thing. <laughs> so there's uh, our... they're both better than Tommy Boy. <laughs> they are better than Tommy Boy, which yeah. is also great. 
and then Gremlins at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah. As, as professional rankers, yeah. our ranking of movies that we watch to enjoy ourselves. Are <laughs> number one, Terminator 2. Number two, The Thing. Number three, Tommy Boy. And number four, Gremlins. I, I feel like <laughs> so, we're missing one still, aren't we? Did we do another one in there? I Maybe. maybe. No. no, no, no. Yeah, because it was um, Gremlins for two. Yeah, that was when we decided we needed a, we needed a break. There was uh, the holiday movie of 2019, and then we did the summer movie of 2020, which was the thing. And then the, our holiday movie was uh, Tommy Boy and now Terminator Two. Yep. So there we go. Yeah. So it is only man. It's... So far, so far, summer beaten winter. I'll say. It's, uh... Yeah, agreed. Although the thing, arguably, definitely a winter movie. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely a winter movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tommy Boy probably not a winter movie, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That, that... <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, did that take place in Pennsylvania? Which one's in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it, it's, it's like, it's nondescript, like uh, yeah, isn't no, Christmas reference in that movie at some point? Doesn't probably, he like, who knows? Uh, it, it feels like it's a nondescript, like Midwest town, maybe. It just, it just feels like the weather's always shitty there, so. Yep. So, yeah, so maybe, maybe we could classify it as a, as a winter movie. I, that one can go either way, but Gremlin's definitely a Christmas movie, Christmas movie, because it literally takes place in Christmas and Gizmo gets a, Christmas yeah, or a Santa hat, which is adorable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. And for if people keeping track at home, uh, all four are better than every movie we watched on the, on the regular podcast. Yes, uh, absolutely. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Gremlin's yeah, the worst so. we've seen and also better than anything else we've watched on the podcast, which, jeez, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sad, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the podcast, that'll wrap up this episode of Multimedia Failure. So, as usual, go to patreon.com slash games junk over there. You can kick in a dollar and you will get uh, a hearty thank you from me. I appreciate that. And you, uh, for $3, you will get a whew, bonus segments on this show. You get bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out, my video game music podcast. You will get all the podcasts we do here on the Games and Junk Network um, at a higher quality audio rate in one handy catch-all feed. And for $5 a month, you will also get a shout-out on the show. So for that, I got a shout-out to my two co-hosts here, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, and Eric. I really should put a, like a post-it note up there of uh, of the people I got to thank because I always have to pause for half a second there and think about it. It's like eh. anyway, but nobody notices that when I edit it, so maybe I should have even brought attention to it. So moving on. <laughs> so yeah, you'll get all that stuff for the five dollar tier, and there's also a couple other tiers there if you want to, you know, if you want to be on a show, if you want to suggest uh, we jump down the list on the multimedia failure movie, like it, like hey, is there a movie that you want us to watch that isn't gonna Take us five years to get to, because this movie list is slow and long and slowly eating our souls, which is why we need to watch stuff like this occasionally or every six months so we don't uh, want to kill ourselves. But yeah. Uh, anyway, that'll wrap up this episode uh, for Multimedia Failure. And if uh, you want to do the social media stuff, it's all there on the uh, show notes. So until next time, um, I'll be back. Suckers! <laughs>